Welcome to episode 261 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man over in Oakland, California. He goes by the name of Randy Michael Statt. That's me here from uh, beautiful Oakland, California. I just found out that yesterday, uh, my new home of Atlanta, Georgia, had uh, some massive flash flooding. So, looking forward to that. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I was actually rooting for a dead body. Now, Randy, that is that is a good point. You're going to have to acclimate to the American South. The American South, for the for the uninitiated, now you being a man who have traveled over this uh-huh. you know, great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, uh, from the hills of West Virginia to the... <laughs> what's the other part of that song? No idea. Look, look up the lyrics to... Um, God bless the USA by Lee Greenwood. Lee Greenwood. All I know is that if you don't like the weather there, wait five minutes is what right, people say. Full lyrics. Let's see. Okay. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea. Beautiful. From Detroit down to Houston, in New York to L.A. <laughs> apparently, do you not know who Lee Greenwood is? I wanted is? to hate that. It was pretty good. Lee Greenwood apparently is an asshole, but um, is a huge... Um, he's He combines, you know, country Christian, uh-huh. you know, good, good-hearted American... Like, this song... It may this should be the theme of the American South. God bless the USA. Well, he's Johnny Greenwood's brother. You pretty much hear this in every Cracker Barrel that you go into, which is why I'm a big fan. <laughs> but I know people that know Lee Greenwood, and apparently he's a bit of a dick, allegedly. A little we'll, dick. We'll leave that there. But anyway, Randy. So to those uninitiated by the climate of the American South, it's like it's like having your kitchen in your bathroom. Like, have an oven next to your shower and just experience that nonsense that's happening. It's horrible. Looking forward to it. So you're going you're gonna to have to get used to driving in the rain, baby. Randy, go to oh, diedinhouse.com. If you put in your address and pay like $11, I think, it will give you the police records and medical records of everybody who had died in there. Quick question. Why $11? I don't know. I, I, I did it like five years ago. And uh, I'll go ahead and reveal what happened. Also, before you do that, welcome to the show, okay. Russell John, the Fisherman. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. no, I, I crowbarred my way in there, and I Randy's forgot. Man. I need to tease that I'm going to be doing something uh, a little different today. You are so excited about whatever nonsense you're doing today. Oh, it is so annoying. I'm excited and very unprepared. Oh, God. I woke up. You can't be me. <laughs> That's my energy. No, I'm figuring it out. I uh, also Oksana Valeria Osachi. Hello. Goodbye. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Intro her again. Wait, give me a moment. Oh my God. What is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give me a countdown when you're going to do it. I got a stinger for it. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Oksana Valerianova Osachi. Wait, it fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed the color of the button, which hey, is going to make this a lot more complicated. Hey, Randy. <laughs> uh-huh. Dump it. <laughs> All right. So I woke up early. You can intro again when I'm done. So I woke up early because last week before we recorded, 
somebody tipped me off to something I missed in 2020. And, you know, instead of setting it up, I'm just going to go ahead and let the man set it up himself. There are things in this world that we will never fully understand. Understand. We want answers. We have worked years to build our credibility, our reputation. And in this two-hour Halloween special, we will begin a terrifying new chapter in the Tiger King saga. Oh my God. One of the most bizarre stories the world has ever seen. So prepare yourself, because this is Ghost Adventures. Horror at Joe Exotic Zoo. Oh my God. Been there. Dude. How fucking cool is that? That is. <laughs> so that happened in 2020 on Halloween during the lockdown. Why are we just now talking about I don't it know. on July 24th? You know, I blame the listeners of this show. It, you know, the two of you out there who knew that this was a thing, you need to DM me this kind of shit. Not the like, oh, we're glad you're still recording. Or like, you know, the dumb positive shit. Tell me the terrible garbage, the Americana that I'm dying to watch. I would... Man, last week I almost derailed everything I had set up to like shoehorn in this event, but uh, I decided I'll just pull a bunch of clips and like tease my review at the end of this one. So get ready for a bunch of it. Okay, oh but now I'm ready. God. You want here? You want an intro in Oksana? And also joining us is uh, you're supposed to talk over it. I don't know. It's what's very loud in this show anymore. <laughs> That's because they're tigers, Randy. I'm, I. I <sighs> What's what's the what's the podcast equivalent to a write up? <laughs> a write up? I'm writing know. you up. I think I need a verbal you're, warning. Yeah, first. your own corrective action <laughs> right now, dude. You're not there. You're we're not to a final yet, but this oh, we're dude. on the road to a final. All right, then I got to make my last episode a big one. So I'm glad I have 48 clips to play. All right, we're doing a rare Saturday record for reasons I don't fully understand. You're not supposed to talk about the day. We flew David out here so he could. He's a little upset about it. <laughs> it's bright sunshine. That's not bad. Um, yeah, why, why couldn't we record tomorrow, by the way? Oh, I just wanted to get it done. Let's do it. I'm just, pumped. But I'm going to be alone and bored in Phoenix for well, two days, dude. I don't know. Because whenever you record in the hotel, you're walking around the room. You're, I don't know. You weird me out. What are you talking about? I, I walk because I have. You sit down at the desk, then you get up, walk over to your bed. <laughs> Those then chairs you get are up, not comfortable. Then you go to the other bed. Then you go into the bathroom. I'm trying to help <laughs> our listeners with an immersive experience. Oof. I'm also, you know, miss not being in the room with you. So I'm trying to do what I can to emulate life. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Randy, your thoughts? Uh, it's a little noisy sometimes, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Randy, I love you. I'm, I'm sad you're moving to Atlanta. Yeah, me too. You liar. <laughs> you're happy. You're like, I'm going to live a whole new life over there. You're going to be banging chicks, eating peaches. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> was it the peaches that made you upset? No, it was the former. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Oh, you came out as like asexual, right? Yeah, of course. You guys didn't know this? <laughs> Twitter had a big response for that. All right, you ready?
All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, into, I don't know what's happening. Right, the transition. Are we going DL? We could go DL. I feel like I should play a couple more uh, Tiger King clips before we. Okay. <laughs> you keep saying, I'm like, yo, we're going to power through. This is going to be less than an hour. But then well, also, you're it. like, I have 47 segments. You know, that. you're right. Uh, I should figure. Uh, Let's see. This is the Russell Fisher show today. So all I right, all right. Well, you're right. David's out here. We should we should send him packing. All right, here we go. So, David, why don't you come on in? Okay. Good morning. It's July 24, 2021, and it's a Saturday. Two words. Coffee time. God damn. Hell yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Have a great day. All right, David. Bye. All right, can I be honest? That's top three. That's top three David Lynch right there. I'm turning my, uh, my video on for a second because uh, it's coffee time right here. Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, boy. Let's see. Oh, dear. <laughs> where, where's, now, where, where did you procure that cup of coffee? A blue bottle coffee. Oh, Randy. All right, let's briefly get into it. I've been in training for the past two weeks. The training has taken place in Chinatown in San Francisco. In order to get there, I take the Bay Area Rapid Transit, get off at the Montgomery Station, uh, nice. walk up. Same. I forgot what the street is, but then I go off Kearney. On Kearney, there's a blue bottle. Be getting coffee there most days during this two weeks. Hit and miss. Really? What do you get there? I get the I get the pour over. I oh, just okay. get a pour over cup of coffee. And but I will tell you, look, and this is get your stinger music ready for this. Okay, you got a breaking news? Which oh, breaking news? You got a breaking really. news? Uh, we could do the better podcast one. All right, here we go. I've been wrong about scones. <laughs> this week I have changed my mind. And I am pro scones, baby. You go down to the Blue Bottle Cafe. No, that's just what it's called. What's it called? Blue Bottle Coffee. <laughs> Blue Bottle Cafe sounds cool. Also, I'm pretty now, sure that one that you've been frequenting is literally right outside of my work that I'm at on Thursdays. Is that where y'all's office is? Yeah. Bro, I was like four blocks from you for two weeks. I'm only there on Thursdays, though. Uh, I was also there on two Thursdays, so <laughs> sick and bite, bro. Yeah, right there on Kearney and uh, the other one. Yeah, there's like a FedEx store across the street. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. exactly it. Wow, this is really interesting, but it's time for... More. Oh my God. Tiger okay. King 2020. Uh, first of all, before you go into whatever this is you're doing, and I'm just doing this because I'm your friend, but I'm also a little concerned. <laughs> How did this get on your radar? Why are we talking about a show that not only did Tiger King be, was the most popular thing, but now it is the lamest thing to bring it's up. It's the Tiger lamest King. thing. And that's why we're going. And, and that's and, why we're doing it. Please okay. listen to Yay the stinger. Us. I think you would really like it. No, I think you would. I okay. hate Bilbo Baggins, the ghost hunter. More, more to Zach Baggins. I'm glad you referred to him as his proper name, not ba Baggins. Baggins. Yeah. He's Here we go. Zach Baggins. He's an idiot. It's been a crazy time in 2020. Craziest year I've ever lived in. Oh my God. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something even more crazy. Back in March, 
I remember watching this TV show called Tiger King. So did everyone. And I'm sure everybody watching this right now has seen it because about 34 million people tuned in for the first 10 days. And I got sucked into it. I'm sitting at my home and I look at my phone and I see this article. And Jeff Lowe made this statement because apparently he has to give the animal park to the uh, very infamous Carol Baskin here shortly. Oh, my God. And he said he didn't really have a problem handing this animal park over to her and she deserves it. And all the ghosts that go with it. And I was wondering, did he mean literally? Did he mean literally ghost? This this is his premise. What do you think, Clark? Literally? Well, let's find out. Probably, because oh, yes. they're all idiots. That zoo, that property is haunted. <laughs> and we are now here in Winniewood, Oklahoma, because we are about to reveal some details that nobody's ever heard. We are ready to reopen the book and add another chapter to this incredible series. But this time, we are going to be focusing on the spirits. <laughs> No, I love a hustler. <laughs> I do. I love. I love a showman. I love a hustler. I love a huckster. You know, a grifter. Yeah, that's what he is. Oh, but oh, he yeah. fucking sucks at it. No, dude. I don't. Okay, here's a candid moment that happened during it's just, an interview. He's so lame. Here's here. I think you'll be on board because he also is kind of a douche about it. Yeah, and doesn't give a fuck. So we get moments like this. Now during an interview, this happened. I've heard growls before, but not from tigers. Now, he, he <laughs> <laughs> there was a growl from my stomach, and he got so scared. Wait, did I actually pull the growl? Now, I'll tell you, an hour before doing this, I pulled all of these fucking clips for this thing, and they're kind of just all over this soundboard. So, get, oh, I, I got a good one for you. Here, I should uh, cue it up with the stinger again, because I want you to appreciate it. You like the monkey in there? Oh <laughs> All right, here we go. Check out this candid moment. Oh, wow. He just peed at us. <laughs> and it smells just like buttered popcorn. Yeah, just rub it in. It's great sunscreen. The tiger just peed through the get sp like spray, like a little water fountain. It does have an aroma of... Popcorn. I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Is that Jeff Lowe and his whore? It's Jeff Lowe and his uh, committed girl. It smells like buttered popcorn. Dude. Mm. Jeff Lowe, and I'll tell you, Alan and Jeff, Alan's the hitman. Yeah. He's in there too. And Jeff Lowe's all over this thing. And he's also a grifter. Oh, so yeah. This whole thing is the most exploitive, like ugly run through uh, abandoned Tiger King ever. This is so gross and trash. Oh, yeah. I got a few interviews for you to pick from later. Uh, I don't know. What? It's going to be a great time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> up first, we got our favorite segment, the TBR report. Now, uh, I, I held off last week because I really wanted you to watch the movie so we could kind of play off of it. Like, I didn't think that. Uh, so the film, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and let uh, Thomas Burke, our found footage adventurer that we hire and pay top dollar to dig up all these crazy films that aren't on our radar. Uh, here's an email from Thomas. This week, I recommended the found footage horror feature called Curse of a Roar from 2020 a dark web thumb drive reveals footage of three american filmmakers in rural quebec quebec researching a historic child murder case 
So I think the filmmakers knocked this one out of the park because for starters, the movie really makes you search hard for the scares in both a unique and challenging way. It's not like these moments are delivered in outright jump scares per se, but most of the phenomenon discreetly places itself throughout the film com- compositional background, making the ultimately difficult to spot. Now I'm going to go ahead and jump in there and say, Thomas, I disagree with you. <laughs> I think they do a lot of work to kind of, so what Tom's pointing out here, the film is kind of peppered with like Easter egg moments. Did you get that vibe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did you find them hard? to? I should set this up better. Um, the film opens up with a 4k camera and a gentleman, uh, blog vlogger who is doing one of the like Dybbuk box kind of YouTube things, or, you know, I bought a package off the dark web, kind of like our favorite luxury dark dudes do luxury dark. And he kind of digs through this box and you're like, you know, they did a really good job of doing a fake, like vlogger presentation. And he finds a thumbnail drive. What else is in there? Um, he ain't fake, baby. I know. And I'll, we'll get back to that at the end of it. But uh, he finds a, a, a dump drive. And he's like... What's, what's a dump drive and a thumb drive? It's the same thing. It's a you know, little USB. Dumps just got, you know... Dump drive. That's yes. where you hide all your dump videos. And uh, he, he instantly becomes serious. And he's like, man, this is why I hate doing these dark web boxes. Because there's always potential for real murder and you know now when he plays it you know he shares the video with us i guess at this point we're on youtube watching a video no let me <coughs> let me stop the, the, the second harsh vape second. right there yeah thank you. <laughs> quick question like what is the thought process of like that's a common thing of dark web is like Ooh, I'm just gonna put a bunch of random shit in a thing. And yeah, yeah. It's cool because it's the dark web, so I could shit in here. I could put a Tony Gwynn rookie card. Well, that does happen. I could put a Tony Gwynn rookie card with pubic hair. <laughs> like, Yo, what you, are we doing? I don't think the like buy a package off the dark web thing is real. Okay. I think that's kind of like urban legend manifesting in like horror. Because you could buy. I mean, with um. Silk Road, you could buy drugs and like there's a lot of, um, you know, sex slavery going on and like sure. illegal things. So I guess the in between for like a suburban kid would be like, what if you bought like a shoebox off the dark web? It could have like, I don't know, panties in it or so, I don't know. It's kind of like a, a soft urban legend, I think. Randy refuses to put Tor on my computer, <laughs> so I'll never know. <laughs> Dude, again, for those of you keeping up with this show for forever, uh, not only are you insane, but you'll remember when I worked at Ramen Hero briefly, it was a little startup out here. The two kids that I worked with both tried to convince me that Tor was like a normal thing to have. And they're like, dude, just get it. Like, why not? It's not scary. And they they convinced me. I was like, you know what? I should have a Tor browser. Do you have it? No, I didn't get it. I get- could though. We could do it. All right, let's do it today. Yeah. So we go into the dark web and we're in the uh, the video we're watching. Boobies. He plays the flash drive. Yes. Now, um, I hate that setup. Yeah. Right away, because instantly, you know, my favorite word verisimilitude. You're already putting such a burden on the footage we're watching now. Yeah. Like if you would have just cut right into that movie, it would have been like okay, precisely. Because also, um. Again, no, I will say this this movie is like you have uh packaged it to me. It's a super easy fun watch. Oh yeah. Now, but again, the way the packaging is set up, it is it is a lot of responsibility 
on that because when we open up the box, there's like a red beanie, right? Oh, yeah. And then we, we go to the footage, and who's the first character we see? You know, an what? asshole in a red beanie. I didn't even make that connection. That was the first thing I, I was like, oh, God damn it. Well, right. I mean, okay, well, if we're doing the found footage thing, you know, the snuff fiction is the Blair Witch, where it's like, we're going to watch a movie where everybody here is going to die. So, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't like, I don't like the way that the vlog is set up, where it's like, it's clearly like, okay, like you mentioned, the dude's a real vlogger. He His channel's Mindseed TV. They have millions of subscribers. Yeah, but that sounds a little perverted. Yeah, it's but, like I'm going to jizz on your brain. Also, when you find his channel, you know why it's done. Because it was I think it was mostly a marketing tool. Because that guy will get millions of clicks on his videos. And being tied to this movie, I think, was just a way to get it out there. That's cool. That's yeah, great. It, hey, yeah. do what you got to do. For sure. But I'm going to say mind freak over mind seed. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, also, it's kind of like you have a cool, a good movie. Like this movie's fine, and then you put that as like the wraparound, and it instantly like, I don't know, it puts a burden on no it. No wraparound. No wraparound. What are we doing? It would be better. And he doesn't add anything to the story either. Yeah. Like we get an uninterrupted movie, which I'm thankful yeah. for. But again, um, we have a traditional setup. We have one female, two males. The interesting thing is that uh, the female is the only local. She's the only one familiar with the Quebec locations that we go to, and she has a bum leg. The bum leg thing. You didn't like the bum leg? No, it's just, it kind of made me giggle from time to time. Do you think it was real? Now, again. I hope not. The film wins whenever you have to ask that. And it felt like a lot of the script was uh, improv. And it felt like all her lines referring to her leg. They were like, kind of, hey, I have to bring this up. There were several moments where it was difficult for her to get up. Yeah, but I mean, so you see a leg injury in our female character, right? Clearly the one that most of the audience is going to be instantly like, uh, they're going to, we're going to side with her unless they're doing like a fucking Blair Witch thing where she's going to be mean to everybody, which spoiler doesn't happen. Like we're going to be rooting for her and you instantly think, oh, this is why she's going to die because she's not going to be able to get away. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. No. Like, so I think it was real. Yeah. I don't think it was. I, I think it was based off what you just said. Like, a little bit of a okay. red herring. Well, either way, I mean, smart filmmaking or yeah. they rolled with it and it didn't distract. Yeah. And um, w- one of the best things about this film is it's got a little bit of a road trip vibe early on. Like we start in an airport. A little bit in rural Canada. Yeah. And then we jump into a car and we get that like triangle vibe where we're driving around and it's like. It always gives a good, it's like a road trip mise-en-scene where it's like, we're going to a location that's very out there. Like we can visually see how much they're traveling. Yeah. And it kind of makes them feel stranded on an island, especially in a country they're not familiar with. And the house was fucking cool. Did you like that like shutter they had on the stairs to keep the bottom of the house warm? Do you remember that? No. Okay. How vaped were you? A little bit. (laughs) So one of the bit. things one of the things I love about found footage is you kind of get to like it's like cops like I always mention like we get to look in real locations cuz like this isn't a studio production. So I think maybe somebody really owned that house or it's an Airbnb. It looked like a fucking Airbnb. Like it was very sparsely furnished. But like there was a basement there that was creepy. Well, again, we don't know if it's the exact location. Could be a different location with the basement. 
Oh, maybe. Like they cut. Yeah, that's a good point. Could be. I mean, the fear Could footage, be. that house was what? What did Ricky say? He cut that fear footage uh, house in the third act out of like four different locations. I think, yeah. Yeah. So you're totally right. Um, but yeah, they, they had a, a shutter on the stairway because they said it would get so cold out there that you would close it to keep all the heat below. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I've never seen it. And they also mentioned that it was very heavy. So she had trouble lifting it with her with her leg brace. But I don't know. I, dude, a lot of good storytelling. And the Easter egg shit that uh, Thomas was talking about. About halfway through the film, we start getting little uh, spirit shop kind of like holographic painting ghost popping up out of nowhere. How'd you feel about that? Not a fan? It took... <laughs> I'll tell you the the one on the the tombstone. Okay, uh, took a while. I was like, I don't see a fucking face. Honestly, I was like, oh, okay, I didn't see it until you pointed it out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, f- fun. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm stuff. dude. I'm down with it. I, you need you need to be on like a visual a visual treasure hunt in some of these found footage films. And this one, I mean, we go into like a convenience store. We have a lot of interactions with locals. There might be a cult next now, door. Now, let me ask you this. There is a lot, um, you know, this obviously taking place in Quebec. So there's a lot of uh, French language going on yeah. with no subtitles. Yeah. How'd you feel about that? Uh, it's good. It reminds me of Hitchcock. Yeah, I like it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. He always talked about making a film about a fighter pilot who was stranded in like Italy and he finds one dude who can speak English and he is the narrator for the whole film. Like not a VO narration, but like our character has to talk through him to everybody. And his whole idea was the audience would have no clue what anybody was saying. So like whenever I see that pop up in a movie, I always think it's a good choice. And I always wonder now if it were on YouTube or in like Amazon, would they kind of like the closed captions pop in and answer like unsolve that riddle? Yeah. I don't know. Would it do that? I think maybe on YouTube because it's kind of invasive, but I've never uploaded a video to like Amazon, so I'm not sure how it works. It probably would. That'd maybe. Be, I don't know. You know, I had a really weird idea. Maybe. For a uh, visual project we could do, like a, like a movie. And the idea was you would, it would be a choose your own adventure on Amazon Prime. Oh, I doubt it. And it would be like little clips, videos that were like non sequitur. Yeah. But it would be the same guy. So if you're doing keyword searches based on what you watched in the video, you'd find another video, but there'd be different timelines. And I always thought one would be cool if there was like a language that wasn't real, but if you turned on the subtitles, it would tell you what it said. Kind of like a different way to interact with the medium. You know what I mean? Like the streaming medium. Yeah. So I, I always wonder if like people are doing that, but again, that would be even more confusing because we have the, the vlogger wraparound. I don't know. I thought this movie was great. Everything we mentioned isn't even like the third act. Like a lot of the time when you're talking about paranormal stories, the ghost always pops up and it's kind of like the end of the movie. This one, we get going pretty early and it keeps evolving into weird shit. There's a bit where they have like an urban legend about a streetlight that's supposed to go out at 3 a.m. because there's a ghost there that evolves in a weird direction that I did not expect. Yeah. Dude, the movie offers a lot of that. I don't know. I dug it. Um... To get back to uh, Thomas's email, he goes ahead. He, here we go. The film is also loosely based on popular dark web mystery box video by YouTuber Chase Nolan from Mindseed TV. Although I personally thought that this part of the story was unnecessary, which happens to be shown at both the beginning and the end sequences. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I'm actually a fan of Mind Seed TV. However, Curse of Aurora is just so is just such a strong enough film on its own that I would have liked to see this overarching narrative eliminated from the piece entirely. If I'm being honest, nevertheless, I don't want this to take away from how brilliant I think the movie is because this to me hits all the marks. The cast is uh, the cast ensemble is great. The atmosphere is distinguished, and the final outcome is just plain brutal. Um, yeah, I totally agree with them. It was it was good. That fucking wraparound though. Also, that guy from Mindseed TV, I never watched it, but Chase Nolan gives me a fucking Zach Baggins vibe. A little bit. He's a fucking douche. A little bit. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> and probably a fan of our show, so I, I take it back. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Mindseed. I am the mind. Hey, Oksana, do you want to weigh in about how you met the Mindseed? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm She met the Mind Freak. You hung out with Mind Freak, dude? For, like... As long as it took to take a photo with him. Do you still have that photo? Probably, yeah. How tall is he? Um, he's taller than me. He's probably like six one. Really? Really? Maybe. Okay, oh, we're, he's, got, we're he's got like five four vibes. All right, made that him. that concludes the TBR report. This concludes the TBR report. I don't like hearing that he's six one. No, neither. I instantly feel insecure. Uh, he's six feet tall. Is that who you've been texting? I'm not buying it. That's an illusion. <laughs> what does he smell it could like? Could be those like boots or whatever he wears. Dude, I came right? home early from work and she was watching fucking Mind Freak. <laughs> you better watch out. I'm gonna check your fucking search history. <laughs> she right. didn't have a hall pass for Mind Freak, dude. Would you? He'd probably do some magic <sighs> tricks or something. I'm not down with that. I'd let it go. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> Whitney Chris Angel. All right. It's time for more. And now I'm back in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You'll dig this. This is the longest clip I have of the day. And it is a ghost story from uh, who is it? It's the, Who's the douche with the three wives? It's oh, not, oh, Doc. Doc's. No, no, not him. Oh, God, I forgot there were multiple ones. Anyway, let's just get into it. Oh, there is. So two of the park employees were out here getting high and drinking some beers. Hell and they yeah. heard somebody coming over the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of these two people always carried, and he shot at him, killed one on the fence. The second one was, was winged and landed on the ground. They went over to finish off the person on the ground, and the initial shooter got violently ill. He couldn't, he couldn't look at the person and finish the job. The person he was with took the gun and finished the person off. Oh, it sounds so gross. And they get five gallons of gasoline and burn the bodies. These allegations are not confirmed. We have no proof that a murder took place or that human remains can be found on this property. Dude, that's a fucking ghost. You know what the most disappointing part of this is? What? Is that there's no tiger ghosts. Oh, you don't know that. All right. I can confirm that when I was in the parking lot of um, Joe Exotic's establishment in 2009, I did see a tiger ghost. Whoa. Randy's lying. He was on ayahuasca. <laughs> no, I was, dead, I was dead sober then. Ooh. Are there stripes on a tiger ghost? Uh, Yeah, sometimes. 
You know what? Actually, that's a perfect segue back into... Talking about seeing ghosts. Here we go. It's almost like if you were to put on like spirit goggles and just look around in here. Oh, <laughs> spirit goggles and then tiger roar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that, that actually uh, led into this clip I played earlier. I've heard growls before, but not from tigers. <laughs> All right. I think we're in the review section. Randy, <laughs> save us. Please. So I did a thing this week, guys, and I um, renewed my movie membership. Oh, motherfucker, you should have warned me. <laughs> I know. I didn't think about it until this morning when I watched this You don't movie. have it? No, I'll move if you do the rest. It's Randy's movie of the week. <laughs> There's a, a terrible uh, move. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm sorry. I'm in tiger mode, not cow mode. Moo again. Do it again. Moo. I can't. You put a spotlight on me. All right, Randy, the floor's yours. So there's a new movie release that I had been seeing um, on the movie Instagram. It's called Sweat. It was supposed to play Can last year until it uh, got canceled. Um, Canceled the can, bro? Yeah. Canceled. So, yeah, movie picked it up. Um, It's released, yeah, on their platform as of yesterday. I watched it this morning. Uh, It's directed by Magnus Van Horn. Um, It's a Polish-Swedish drama film, um, essentially about a social media influencer slash fitness guru um, played by Magdalena Kolesnik. Um, so yeah, the, basically the movie starts out and she is like teaching a class and it's very like super like well lit. Um, there's a lot of like pink, um, very like pastel colors, very energetic um, opening scene. Kind of get a vibe of like, you know, kind of what she does. Um, she's very, um, yeah, just very like super bubbly and um, yeah, just kind of like, you know, wants to influence people to get fit and um yeah feel feel good about themselves um so yeah soon well, into the why. movie <laughs> soon into the movie um she has a conversation with like her manager and her manager says that like uh this tv gig that she um had booked like fell through because of some video she posted on instagram where she's just like very sad in it and kind of like depressed and she's talking about how she like you know doesn't have a a boyfriend or anything and she's kind of just feels like very lonely um so they're like yeah we don't know if like the uh the people really want like to see this you know you're kind of like all about fitness and feeling good about yourself so um yeah she she potentially loses this gig um and then yeah the rest of the movie kind of just explores like her character she's really great in this movie i don't know if i've seen her in anything else um, but yeah, it kind of just explores like loneliness um, in like the digital age. It doesn't like doesn't go like hard on the internet like stuff. It's um, I don't know. It's uh, very much like a character piece. It kind of feels like um, you know, it's very art housey. It's very like foreign. It feels kind of like a more polished, um, like bright looking, like a dirty god type of vibe. Oh, um, yeah, it's really good. It's um. It's like a little over like an hour. I think it's like an hour 45. Um, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. 
Now, you said the director's name was Magnus Van Horn? Correct, yeah. Uh, all right. It's a pretty solid I mean, name. Just off that. See, so yeah, if very... there's any uh, movie heads out there, give it a oh, shot. Moo. Oh, I like this um, poster. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> You're looking at the one that has like uh, the reflection or the one where she's just looking into her phone. I guess she's looking in the phone in both. Yeah, we got a reflection of the of the phone. It looks very A24. Oh, my God. Um, Not it, anything is A24. Yeah, they've the distribution company, production company, has transcended into a genre. I don't know. It feels more foreign <laughs> to me than A24 does. Um, yeah. It is a canal release. Oh, I like canal. Oh, me too. Yeah, canal puts out good stuff. Oksana, you like them? Yeah. <laughs> good. Let me uh, check. Other than that, to keep up with the uh, the digital streaming influencer um, theme we got going on the show so far, want to shout out Charlie Birdman who got me to um, subscribe to a Twitch channel of the Donut King, and I've been watching his stream the last couple nights, and it's oh. very. Uh, Oh, I want to do that. It's very relaxing to watch someone make donuts and just talk and, yeah. What were we watching last night? We, we still don't know what we watched? We were watching Japanese donuts being made. I don't know if they were donuts. I don't know if they were Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> they were like donut-shaped cakes. Yeah. yeah they were big and, and jelly-filled. And, and it looked like they had uh, a hard-boiled egg inside of them. Yeah. Dude, they look fucking good. Yeah. But that that uh, Twitch channel, I subscribe to him too. Also, Charlie, your episode's doing great. You need to come back on. Also, Charlie's got a following on Twitter, which is I think he just he retweets like animal videos and shit. It's <laughs> it's oh, amazing. Because yeah, he told us about the little pony horse. Oh, that's right. What was it SpaghettiOs or whatever it was named? <laughs> oh. And I sense a break, so let's jump back into That's a hell of a stinger. I love it so much. Uh, here's an interview with the hitman talking about ghosts. Halloween was nine months ago. Property? Do you I, believe was, so? I was told that there's bodies buried out here that they would never, ever find. And without the proper people, you know, saying, hey, I miss a, a loved one or whatnot, they have really nothing to go on because they'd have to dig this whole entire freaking place up. Literally. That's what the story is. I mean, it came straight out of somebody's mouth in my ear. I have no idea. <laughs> now, now we've got something interesting. Now, finally. <laughs> now, I pulled uh, a little, uh, some brief interviews because I figured you'd be into like the Who weird. Who was that guy? That was the hitman. He was the one hired. That's the hitman? Yeah. He wanted you to come around. Oh, here. he needs his own show. He's great. All right, Randy, before we go back to you, you want to hear one more? I got another interview that uh, I think you'll be into. That's a yes. He nodded his head. I hate this so much. <laughs> I don't think I had a choice. <laughs> All right, here we go. You're going to like this dude. He's a uh, cadaver dog trainer and owner. Uh, here we go. Uh, all these dogs have a bark alert. So when they smell the presence of human remains, they'll lay down and bark. Some will just stand and bark. Uh, it varies, but they all bark to indicate that they have found the source. Okay, what if there's animal bones? Do they know the difference? They do know the difference. We train proof home. Actually, we just did a bunch of training this week on cow bones, rabbit bone. Um, animal bone with hide. <laughs> like, let me ask you this. You watch the whole thing. You know, the dog bark. Dog bark. Right sometimes they sit down and bark. They stand up and bark. 
but they run bark. around and bark. It different different variations of the bark, <laughs> but they gonna bark. All the dogs bark. They bark. <laughs> Trees bark. <laughs> bark Simpson. No, it was it was the most interesting thing. They hired a cadaver dog guy in a hope that he would find bodies there, thus you know propelling ghost adventures. It's really it's smart. Yeah, he's a grifter. It's brilliant. Also, they got a hit. It's in a pond, and the dog's like doggy paddling around the pond, and he's barking. He's like, "That's a hit." <laughs> now you pulled a lot of clips from this, but I still think that this was boring. Uh, well, just wait for my review. Okay, I'll get into it. All right. We're reviewing again. It's. I think it was Randy's turn still. Randy. Oh, I'm done. That's all I've seen. <laughs> I do plan on watching um, Quentin Depew's Mandible sometime this week. Oh, yeah. Where is that playing now? Uh, I'm not sure where it's playing in the Bay Area. It's on VOD, though. Oh, it, it, oh, that's what I meant. Okay, so I can watch it on VOD now. Yeah, correct. Perfecto. So is Zola, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, I can knock out a couple of these today. Yeah, Zola's out. All right, it's a big day. All right, Randy, so you're done? Yes. All right, back to more? No, you, no, no, no. Fuck you. Stop. Oh, what? I'm doing my thing, and then you're doing your thing, and we're going home. I, but I got, I got so many more. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> what? I got one. I, you're not <laughs> Russell. You're not going to play the whole fucking episode and then do what? Then then do your summary of the well, whole episode. <laughs> well, what course, are you doing? It's a two-hour episode. I couldn't oh play the whole thing. Oh my god! So I've cut at least like ninety-eight percent. What happened to you in the past two days? Let me get. Let me sneak one more in. You know, what? I'll pick it. You'll like it. I promise you. Okay, he nodded his head. This is the last one. <laughs> No, I got. I got to do at least like two more. No. All right. Now he finds something spooky while exploring Joe Exotic's house. Oh my god! Look at that. That's a. That looks like a penis pump. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a penis pump. Oh, God. You see that? Why are you touching that? I don't know. Why would you touch that? Touching. I just touched the penis pump. Oh, God. Oh, and there was white stuff at the bottom. Oh, no. There wasn't. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. I haven't seen the show. I haven't seen the clip. But there wasn't. Oh, my God. This is the worst thing. Also, there were three penis pumps in that drawer. So I only imagine that him and his two husbands would all use them together. That's a big drawer. It's a big drawer. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole production (laughs) to the penis bump. That's a... (laughs) All right. It's a curio cabinet. I want to talk about the movie that Russell, Oksana, myself, a few other people saw (laughs) at the Tanferan Motion Picture House Cinemark. Briefly, Randy, want to tell you what's going on uh, with the current rotation of their ICs. <laughs> right now, it's some bullshit over there, Randy. They've got three fruit flavors all at the same time. They've got blue raspberry, cherry, and lemonade. No Coke? No, no, he knew coke, where you were going. Dude. Like, get rid of that blue raspberry. 
put Coke in there. Coke and lemonade? Are you kidding me? That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm anti-Coke, for the record. I don't understand. The Coke I see is, that's the mountaintop, sir. If I want a cola, I'll get a cola. But you get an icy form. You can also get more Coke if you just go for the liquid form. But it's an icy form. Nah. And it's sugary, and it tastes better. Now, when I went to the Star Wars Marathon, I had multiple ICs. They were all blue. You were a child. I think they're blue and red. I mixed them. Randy, would you please tell him that the Coke <laughs> Icy is superior? It's pretty good. I don't know. I haven't had one in a long time. You also, were they bit- blue uh, to go with the theme of the uh, blue milk that is in um, that Star Wars movie? Ooh, no. There's not a Star Wars movie that's out right now, dude. No, at the marathon. I watched seven of them in a night. <laughs> I think Clark <laughs> had a stroke. I don't know. Okay, back to your favorite movie of the year. We saw Old. Now, this is from M. Night Shyamalan. I, th- I thought that I had been on a Shyamalan streak. Ooh. Um, I saw The Visit, mm-hmm. and I feel like The Visit was like his returns to a certain degree, because he went through that brief period where he made a couple movies and they tried to hide the fact that he made those movies. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, uh, did it kind of start after Avatar? Yeah. Like, with the, yeah, that he After every, Earth? Yeah. After Earth made everybody mad. Avatar made everybody mad. And then, was there another one in between there? I don't know. Um. Yeah, but but anyway. Um. So the visit was. So I saw the visit, and then I saw Split, which was the first of his Unbreakable trilogy. Uh, well, the second, but the first iteration <laughs> of the trilogy, I guess. If that it's very complicated. Yeah, and then I did not see Glass because I didn't care, and I fell asleep during Split. Yeah, me either. And I'm like, oh, it's just yeah, I'm over it. And I decided to, you know what, I wasn't going to go to the movies that night, but I said, you know what, I'll go see Old, Who, mm-hmm. because the trailer likes, I'm like, this this seems insane. You had been standing us up for multiple screenings, too. I know. Yeah. And the I Purge, was just like, you know Zola. what? Zola. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll go. Here, fuck it. Boy, am I glad I went. Me too. This movie, I cannot, we need to say first and foremost in the traditional sense, it makes no goddamn sense, and it is a mess beyond repair. <laughs> but somehow it still works beautifully because I'll tell you, I was genuinely um, disturbed by the notion of this movie that you can go to a place and you can age. At a drastic rate. Yeah, good premise. I think I what, liked it. I think they said what seven years in an hour or yeah. something. Now, they spend a lot of time on this beach, and I feel like the makeup could have been a little better. Well, I think they wanted you to like. I don't know. I kept thinking the whole time that this movie will be shortened down online on like YouTube, and people will pull stills throughout the whole thing, and you'll notice. Yeah, because it was really subtle. Which I actually, I liked it. I'll sort of tiptoe around this. Because okay. honestly, I don't want people... Now, you made a very good point. You said that, you know, you can't really spoil it. No, you can't. There is so much yeah. that they put on you in this hour and 45 minute runtime 
I forgot. I've probably forgotten half the stuff that happens in this movie because it's just so much. Well, it's got that formula that we love with like the room where it's a weird movie. You can never really get a foothold because it's so untraditional and it constantly is evolving in weird ways. Oh man. The dialogue (laughs) is so, so mind numbing. And the expo- the exposition just dumps. The- there is literally a part of the movie where they, like, again, he's always, like, that's, look, he makes giant PG-13 movies. Yeah. You know, that was his bread and butter. Like, The Sixth Sense and then Unbreakable. These were enormous films. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're a big, you know, thriller Hollywood director like him, there's got to be a little bit of hand-holding. You know what? No one knows that more than than Mr. Nolan. You know? So there's a little bit of hand-holding, a little bit of spoon-feeding. It's not... with In this movie, there's none of that. He's no. taking you and attaching him to his fucking teat. There's no spoon-feeding. You're sucking straight from his nipple. I don't know. Because there's a part in the movie where they find a notebook that tells you the plot of the movie. Yeah, but they don't linger on it. It's there, and it's like, here you go. But it's not like they sit down and read it word for word. I, I actually feel, um, I'll, I'll, you know what, I'll double down on the dialogue is terrible. And I think when I left, I was like, dude, love the story. Hate that script. The casting was even weird. Like, people would fall in and out of being good. It's a mess. And... They had the problem that zombie movies used to have, where it was like, you know, Shaun of the Dead, like, don't say the Z word. Yeah. Like, everybody in this movie, it's like, so, um, I, I won't try and spoil it because you're driving this ship here, but the kids, there are children here, and they age, like, clearly, seven years to a child is a big change. So, with the older people, you're kind of looking at them like, are they getting older? I can't really tell. And I think that would be fun later to see a time elapse, but the children, you're like... They have a, a bit where the kid's like, my pants are too tight. And you're like, weird. And, and all the this, way they shoot it? Yeah, like third person, like you're behind them. Yeah. And and then his sister runs on the screen. And it's like, oh, she's a, a woman now. And then you later find out, and you're like, no, she's 14. It's like, why did you give that okay. butt shot? But like, I'll tell you, the first time... Look, there was good tension in the first act of this movie. Mm-hmm. And right into the second act. Because... Genu- the the notion of this happening is like it's a terrifying thing, yeah. like to age that quickly. But I'll tell the first scene where we sort of get the reveal that the aging is happening, and obviously it's quicker to yeah, realize the-, the aging with the children. Mm-hmm. So you know they are a a very um, important device with this film. And when you see the mom's reaction to like her kid, like. I was emotionally involved well, at that point. Now, the first time, they're, you know, the children are with uh, one of the adults, the parents, and yeah. then somebody, well, no, they're with one of the other p- adults, and then one of the parents come up, and they're like, have you seen my kids? And she's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. They're right here. And it's like, why won't anybody just say, like, why are you older? Because, well, it starts with um, the the nurse who is the smartest person on the planet. <laughs> And his wife. Well, it was like the Illuminati on that beach. They had everything covered. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm a cartographer. Oh, I'm over here. I'm a medical expert. I do brain surgery. It's like, okay, whatever. He was a 
He was the master heart, at, heart surgeon and uh, medical chief medical yeah, officer. I don't know who w- who had a nervous breakdown and only wanted to know what the name of the movie was with Marlon Brando and Jack Nicholson, <laughs> which we will cover next week. Yeah, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch that movie. It's the Missouri Breaks. There we go. Um, that he kept mentioning, but uh, all right, briefly we'll talk about his wife, <laughs> who. You know what? I'm just glad. So, a lot of times in, in horror movies, you you bring in the, you know, the pretty blonde girl, and you don't really use her. It, she's just there. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's used in oh, this yeah, yeah. movie to a certain degree, and I'll tell you, like the. I just like the way her character was written out because even at the, when we are first introduced to her character, yeah. we we know that she needs her calcium <laughs> and she's on this Island and she's aging okay. very rapidly and she does not get her calcium. Now, if you're not following us on Twitter, go ahead follow us now. I think we're at overlook hour podcast and I made a meme. I was so inspired by uh, what happens to that character. And for those uh, fans of Futurama, I'll just say she turned out to have bone-itis. And her death, uh, due to the disease, couldn't have been more entertaining. Randy, uh-huh. worth the price of admission. Let Easy. Me, let me ask you a question. Is this yeah. character played by Eliza Scanlon? I don't, I don't know, actually. Please, please look up. Is no. she, no, it's not. It's not. Okay. It would be funny because she dies in like three movies and that's like a big plot point. I feel like everything oh, I've wait. seen her in, she's like sick or dying. Well, well she who, probably dies here too. I think she does die <laughs> here. Yeah, she dies. I was just yeah, wondering we, if she was the uh, calcium deficient one. No, I, is that her daughter? Yeah. Yeah. She plays her daughter. Okay. In yeah. one part of it. Now, you know, this movie, it felt like Shyamalan had 48 messages he was trying to make, like what this film's really about. Yeah. And you know what? 20 of them really worked for me. <laughs> the idea of like being on vacation at a beach with your family and really just enjoying it, like live in the moment. Even early on in the movie, uh, when the kids are like, are we there yet? And she was like, why would you want to rush this moment away? And I'm like, you know, I'm getting older and this shit man it's hitting like i feel it like i'm like i really do want to slow down and enjoy shit and when we're on the beach and we're living in it we just keep getting hit with like new ideas like new new uh morality tales Shyamalan's trying to tell us and by a certain point you're just like dude shut up and by the end of the movie which i won't ruin there's actually a very real problem that's kind of like poignant with like the coronavirus going on yeah and like, and I'm like, it's lost. By the end of the movie, you're just like, stop cramming this shit down. It's so my ridiculous. It's so fucking ridiculous. But and, I loved it. Uh, you know, if I had to compare this to another Shyamalan movie, it's very The Happening, which, but it's better. Yeah, it gets it. I mean, and to and, a certain extent. Yeah, this movie, I I would go watch it again. And also, the lack of Wahlberg helps. Look, I I can defend him to a certain degree, but you know, and there's he he can be unpleasant now in certain movies. Is there anything else that you wanted to like highlight from this film? Yes, I do want to talk about the location. Okay, cool. I think the location is a a huge part of this movie because it's both beautiful and it it unsettled me to a certain extent. 
like I when I think of beaches, again, I, I come from, you know, white trash area beaches. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there, there are no mountains where I am. So, you know, the, the notion of just all these, these giant, just being enclosed in this giant, you know, uh, amphitheater of rocks yeah. that are, you know, enormous. Um, and then the beach, it's like, it's beautiful, but it's also like unnerving well, it's to like a certain extent. You're trapped in a photograph. Well, because the only way to get there is through a cave. Yeah. No, it, was, it was very cool. Yeah. It, perfect. Hidden beach. And yet, I have a problem. Now, the location was beautiful. And if we're going to watch this movie and kind of deal with existential horror of being human, I really, you know, perfect backdrop. Why did the movie look so fucking ugly? Yeah. It didn't look 4K, which, I mean, we're in a theater and we weren't in XD. I would have liked to watch it in XD. But there was a lot of, like, motion shit happening. And, like, there's one time where the camera's spinning around. It it looked looked terrible. It just looked bad. Everything was blurry. Yeah, I really weird. Do you think us being close to the screen had anything to do with it? No, okay. I don't know. I, I, hopefully, y'all learn y'all's lesson about that one day. Well, it wasn't even that close, honestly. But I'm just wondering. No, we weren't. And uh, again, I when I walked out of the theater, I was thinking that movie, The Shallows, that like lame shark movie that we hated the like text interaction. That movie stinks. But it looked beautiful. It did. All of the cinematography and everything looked like. Oh man, I wish it was on that beach. And it was another summer movie. Yeah, this beach, I don't know, it looked like blown out. It was weird. The it the look was bad and then also it wasn't it wasn't um, you know, photographed in the too terribly interesting way. No. Actually, um after the film, we discovered that the movie was based on a graphic novel called Sandcastles, which is a much better name, by the way. I don't think it would sell as many tickets as you pointed out. Yeah. But what a great like title that kind of graphs Everything that this and then they also crowbar that in in the end of the movie. It feels like that the script was just built out of the graphic novel, like they're trying to do like Sin City, yeah, and they're trying to recreate shots. Now, I haven't read it, so I don't know, but there are moments where you're like, Why the fuck did you shoot it like that? It looked dumb. Here's what I'm gonna guess if you are a fan of the graphic novel, you will not be a fan of this movie. (laughs) I am, I am almost again, I have, I know, I have no prior knowledge of what's going on with that graphic novel. Um, I am interested just now to see the the stark differences and what Shyamalan took from oh, that. I want to read it to like yeah. make it into one of his movies. Um, but for what this is, at no point was I ever not interested in what was going on. I was generally uh, uncomfortable during you know the first act of this movie. Yeah, and then I was like, this is hilarious well let's not forget and very few people were laughing i was laughing and i heard you we I was laughing all the time <laughs> we bookended that <laughs> row and i could hear you laughing and it, it made me feel not crazy but we should mention that there's a turbulent marriage in this film and i'm not going to ruin what happens with it but everybody's got their own kind of like dealing with time story and theirs ends in a way that really like made me i felt like i could have teared up but the shit that happens to them yeah is so ridiculous so no, ridiculous but it didn't rob me of that moment and i was like you know they think back on like why they were mad at each other in the beginning of the vacation they're like man i don't even remember but the, the only thing is like they're happy they're there together and i was like dude this movie's three different movies it's, it's like 18 it's <sighs> oh i'm tearing up that you know that part it got me 
I don't know. Dude, what a weird movie. The kids were great. Now, here's the thing. What the fuck is up with Shyamalan and like the young brother sister dynamic duo that are like witty beyond their years? Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I, it felt like fucking The Visit again. And now, I think just mentioning that we're going into a territory that, again, because I, I do want to stay away from spoilers. Okay. Um, Actually, we do need to figure out what Thursday's episode is, so maybe we can do a spoiler episode <laughs> for old on Thursday and just say, here it is. We'll figure something out. Um, but we could, might do like a Tiger King episode. Yeah, because then you run into territory about those characters later on in the film, and then it just gets really confusing. He, The underwear is really the, tiny. The great thing is, dude, this movie is so dense, and he for sure bit off more than he could chew. Oh, yeah. But I'm fine watching, you know, some of that hit the floor. Actually, you know, it's kind of and like... I'll pick that. it up and... What was the movie, with the one with the multiple personalities? Oh, Split. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like, he took an interesting premise and just pushed it Split way beyond. bored me to tears, But, though. I mean, you know how it got ridiculous? He's like, hey, I'm in here. Oh, it's me. I'm over here, too. And it's yeah. like, what are we doing? This movie did that, too. Man. Oh. Wow. Oh, the last thing I do want to mention... Um, M. Night Shyamalan, again, he shows up in most of his movies, right? If not yeah, all of his movies. All of them. Hitchcock hack. Plays a fairly significant role in this movie. Yeah. As he is the bad guy. Well, in... Um, um, I love that he's... That the director of the movie is taking you to the place where everything's going to go wrong. He had a big role in Signs, too. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him in that one. Um, Man. Is that it? Five stars. Thumbs up. Hey, you know what? I think I'm in like three and a half, four area. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. And honestly, it's a movie that I could, you know, it's a four because I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll rewatch it. That movie's going to be a cult Ooh, hit. Can't wait for that Criterion release. <laughs> Randy, did we sell you? Randy, you need to watch it, bud. Yeah, I've been on the fence. I, uh, I'll probably go see it this weekend. I forgot how good of a cast was in this movie, although it sounds like they're probably not used properly no no no, i'm a big fan of of uh gabriel garcia bernal in this it took a while i didn't like his character at first but i he had a good he had a good arc yeah i liked his arc i liked her arc um you got a vicky creeps from phantom threads in here too i just realized yes she plays she plays the mother okay and um, she she also has an arc yeah one thing this movie isn't is boring no, so at no point we have a whole spectrum of emotions, but you're never bored. We have a rapper named Midsize Sedan. Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> Oxana, is there anything you wanted to add here? Anything we missed? I, it's just like the worst script I can remember in recent history. But <laughs> and like the God camera, damn. the camera is very busy and confusing and like not good. But yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't want to judge it solely on how much fun I had because it was so much of it was so ridiculous. You can't not have fun with it. It's okay, no, it's no Wolf Cop too. Uh, true. It's no Mind Freak. That's mind what she said. Freak. All right, and back to everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> Wait, why didn't it play? Oh no, did it? It's tired of it too. Here we go. <laughs> Here's an interview held with a EVP expert. It's incredible. It's a deep echo EVP experiment. So this is an EVP experiment to try and understand the genesis of EVP, the nuts and bolts of it. Mm-hmm. How is it generated? Not so much the message, but the method. <laughs> the 
other day. So that dude, uh, Bill Chapel, he created a giant network of pipes that were going to run all over the park and ampli or amplify any ghost echoes and feed him back to the main control tower. That reminds me of uh, Tube City uh, in the office. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's very Tube City. <laughs> also, he's very... Uh, <laughs> He's very, um, oh my God, I can't remember his name. He's our favorite person from fucking Bad Ben. Nigel Bach. He's very real life Ni Nigel Bach. And since you're distracted on your phone, let's go ahead and... I'm ordering food and I just realized that there's a restaurant that's new. It's good. <laughs> do you have to do this every goddamn Hold time? Hold on. So Travis, the guy that shot himself, remembered the tragic, like, he's like, it's empty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 19-year-old with the giant. So they dick. go, they don't give a fuck in this show, and they go in his room looking around. What nightmares may linger here, waiting to be discovered? That's Travis's couch. That's where he's been uh, smoking weed and playing video games all day. Dig Dug Machine. That was his couch? Yep. <laughs> Did he say dig dug dig machine? Dig dug machine. Yeah. I know, but then you you missed Zach uh, Baggins going because half of this episode he's in like a gas mask, and the other half he's like forty feet away from everybody. That that I love. Dig dug machine is great, and because uh, dig dug is a great game. Since we're 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 moving into my uh, in depth review, I just I want got to play this last thing. They do eventually make contact with Travis, so let's hear that. Travis, can you hear me? Can you just go in front of my hand right here? Whoa! 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 Oh my god! Look at that, it's pegged at a 30 right now. Travis, that's awesome. <laughs> I would give you more context to that clip, but really he was holding a little device and the, the peg moved. Yeah, that was it. And then we get that awesome reaction. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good drop. <laughs> All, All right. right. I guess. Wait, wait, wait. Keep that queued up. Okay. Randy, what's the weather like in Oakland today? It's like 72. Whoa. Oh my god. It's pretty good. I like it. It's a good it's okay. Are we ready? I'm 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 ready to get this over. I'm a little sad. It's been a long journey with the uh, 2020s Halloween special of the Tiger King Ghost Adventure crossover, and uh, it's a little bittersweet that's coming to an end. But here we go. I'm going to go ahead and uh, review it. And here's the last time we're going to hear this great stinger. Yeah, it sucked. Uh-huh. That's it. All right. <laughs> we'll be back for episode... 262. There you go. We don't know what we're going to do for Thursday. We'll find out. No, how did you find out about this? That's, that's why I Somebody told me about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was literally, hey, uh... I watched this ghost adventures where Zach picked up a penis pump. I said, what, what did that have to do with anything? He's like, Oh, it's Joe exotics. I was like, wait, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was like, yeah, I got to do a full in-depth coverage. Where was this available? Also, I should mention, uh, we're going to be going to Vegas in like a few weeks. And um, part of the Joe Exotic experience has been moved into Zach Baggins' permanent museum of the occult. Yeah. Guess what in what fucking beautiful thing they took out of that park to put in the museum? Maybe the penis pump, but they definitely took the bullet hole in the wall where homie killed himself. Do you know he shot himself in the head and the yeah. bullet went in the wall? They cut that section of the wall out and they brought it to Vegas. He does not give a fuck. Also, um, Joe Exotic commented on this whole thing. He said, just for the record, this ghost hunter show coming out to the zoo, lying comes so naturally and automatic to Jeff Lowe. There was no leftover pipe of Travis to give to the museum. I guess that's another thing they gave him. Jeff and his friends also gathered up some crap from God knows where and are trying to tell you it's mine. If Jeff gave any items to Zach that didn't belong to me, they will not. They were not his to give away. So Zach Baggins received stolen property to put up in his museum. Who thinks that displaying the section of the wall where the bullet went through is tasteful for his museum? These people are sick. That zoo was more than a zoo. It was a memorial to 152 people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know where that the number memorial, came from. 152 people. Damn. If I had the clip ready, I could have played the 42 demons. Uh, back back to Tiger King. I do know for a fact there are spirits in that zoo. And yes, I bet they are so pissed off because of what Jeff, James, and Carol did to their memorial park that represented their memories. Jeff and Lauren may as well have gone to a cemetery and kicked over headstones because they did the same thing to those people's memories. Did anyone of the staff try and stop Jeff and Lauren from tearing down Travis's beautiful memorial? Travis's energy was very positive when I was there. I can only imagine the energy left behind from Jeff and Lauren. And then they executed the Tiger King. <laughs> Good. As we execute <laughs> this episode. What was our runtime today? Uh, it's not going to be it's accurate, like one ten. Okay, I think I think there are ten minutes that won't even make the show though. Oh, it's going to make the show. No, because it was like dead air. <laughs> we did we did a good job. I like dead air. The new <laughs> name of the show. Oh, I like it. All right, join us next time. We'll see you, Randy. Take us home. Yeah, if you do ever find a penis pump in my drawer, don't be surprised when it's a uh, size miniature. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell?